everyone, and welcome to the Fan Fight Podcast. I am Danielle Riendo, the EIC up in these parts, these fan fight, fan, I wanted to say fan bitten, but fan fitten parts. And I am yeah. joined fan as fought. always, fan fodder. <laughs> we have fan fought our way to the top here. It's me and my good friend, LB Hunk Tears, who does cool wrestling things for fanbite.com. LB, how are you today? You know, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing okay. It's 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 just it's 2020ing all over the place. I know it really is. 2020, really 2020, it all over the room, didn't it? It really did. You know, my state's on fire. Yeah, I actually, I did see that. I'm really sorry yeah. about that. Thanks. That sucks a lot. And it's uh, we can't fight all the fires because you know uh, what California who California uses to fight fires? Uh, un- unpaid or barely paid prison labor, as I understand. That's it. right, and yep. they're all sick with coronavirus. Oh my fucking! We God. live in hell. That's like what's up, actual... everybody. Welcome to Fan Fight. We live in hell. We, we live in hell. <laughs> That's like an actual like, I don't know. Yeah, we talk all the time about how satire feels like it has no meaning anymore because we just live in satire. But that one really is like a new. I feel like that's a new low. You know what I mean? Like it's actually a new low. It's like environmental failure, uh, horrific prison industrial complex failure, uh, failure to contain this horrible virus. Like it's just so many failures on top of failures on top of failures that it genuinely feels like an extra low. If that makes sense, perhaps. Yeah. It um, fucking sucks. How are you? I'm. I mean, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just so sorry that my 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 dear friends and family in California are dealing with this fucking shit. I'm so sorry uh, for, oh. for that. That really blows a lot, and it ain't great. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay though. That's the new tagline. I, Welcome to Fan Fight. We live in hell. Welcome to Fan Fight. We live in hell, and we're gonna fight it. That's the thing. That's the thing. We're gonna fight it because we're fan fighters. You know what I mean? How do you have small or big hands or like medium sized hands? I have tiny little baby hands. Cool, me too. I was gonna be like with our tiny fists, and then I wasn't sure how small your hands were. But like, no, we're gonna punch hell with our tiny little hands. I actually uh, recently bought some running masks. I mean, this isn't just my hands, but like my, I'm so little. People don't expect me to be as little as I am. When they meet me, they're always like, "You're shorter than I thought," and I'm always like, "Well, whatever." Um, like I'm really disproportionate physically. Like I have like wide shoulders for a person who's this tiny, but also like tiny hands and a tiny face. And Mm -hmm. I I recently bought some running masks and I bought the regular size and also the child slash small adult size. And guess what fits me better? The baby. (laughs) The baby size fits me best. I have like really fat hands, but they're really small and I've got really short fingers. So I have to wear large gloves. Aww. But like small gloves, the fingers are too long. Sure, even. sure, sure. So large gloves, I have these like giant, like I call them reservoir tips because they remind me of the <laughs> ends of condos, um, where it's just this like empty space flopping around. Yeah. Uh, I love this. <laughs> actually, I uh, I pierced my ear uh, a few weeks ago because uh, you know we're, we're we're all we're all trying things, and we're I'm trying things. home piercing. Um, I did it safely. I got piercing needles. I didn't use like a sewing needle or anything. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Folks at home. And if folks at home, if you want to try piercing something yourself, earlobe, probably a good place to go because it's, it's oh, that's just, pretty there's safe. nothing there. Yeah, there's They're not much They're basically going on. useless. <laughs> they, they have no purpose it's on the body. Uh, yeah, so I did that, but I used gloves because again, safety, but like the floppy little ends of the fingers just kept getting in the way and it, it was very difficult. I, so. oh, I have that problem a lot on my ambulance because sometimes in the middle of a really intense EMS call, my hands sweat. It's hot. It's, it's hot. You're making decisions. There's lives on the line. And so my hands sweat and I sweat a lot. I sweat so much. It scares people. Like I, nobody sweats as much as me who is like as tiny as I am. Like I have scared people with how much I sweat before. People are like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, this is normal. I'm sorry, I'm weird. Are you unwell? <laughs> are you I'm, ill? I'm good. Like, I just I just sweat a lot. Just It must be genetic. I don't know what it is. I just sweat a lot for a, a very small uh, little little cis lady. Like, I just do. And like, I swear to God. A small behimbo. A small sweaty behimbo. I, that's me. Small sweaty behimbo, baby. That's how I do. Um, <laughs> but like, sometimes I'll use slightly larger gloves 
uh, because I'm like, oh God, I'm sweating so much. And it can be really hard to get gloves on that are, you know, the Ugh. proper size when the, yeah. your hands are actively sweating. So then I'll have that issue. I will have reservoir tips all over the place as I'm trying to like, you know, uh, do medical procedures and people probably laugh at me, but I'm like, well, at least I'm safe and I don't have a broken glove from sweat streaks. <laughs> What a what a, yep. a charming and, tr- and attractive person I am. <laughs> at my old job, uh, at my old job, I, you know, it was like a warehouse job, and uh, we took out like our part of our job was at the end of the day we like took out all the trash. Oh yeah. Um, and like obviously you need gloves for that because it's oh, gnarly skirts. trash. Yeah. But like yeah. it would be so hot that yeah it would be like sometimes I couldn't get the gloves on, but like but there's also just that like feeling of like. Like your hands are becoming little water balloons inside the glove as they sweat in the glove. Uh, yeah. You know that one? Yeah, I sure do. I sure and do. And it's just so wet. Oh. And they're just in there. And like, what are you going to do? Take them off and get, you know, like. Infections? Yeah. Yeah. You don't no. want that. God. Yeah, especially not when you have, you know, cardboard cuts all over your hands. Yep. Yep. You don't want that, like, dookie germs getting into your cuts. Yeah, you don't want that duke in your cut, you know? You don't. I feel that. I feel that so uh, hard. And like, especially yeah. during, like, the the height of, of when coronavirus was really bad in New York, I had, like, extremely extra PPE on and, like, would change gloves three times while taking the other PPE off, like, to be safe. Like, of course, so I'm not yeah. touching anything that I'm taking off with, you know. Not three times. I'm exaggerating slightly, but I would do a glove change, you know, after everything else is off, then I would get rid of those gloves, put those gloves on so I could handle the PPE so I could throw it away properly and safely, et cetera, et cetera. There was like a whole dance to do, basically. Uh, but it did mean wearing those gloves for like half an hour sometimes or even longer. Uh, okay. And it would just be like drench times. Ugh, like, gross. oh. So, okay. So we have our tiny fists and we've got mm-hmm. them in the PPE gloves. Yep. And we're fighting hell. That's right. What happens if, like, the gloves get so full of sweat, yeah. we punch the badness, the gloves explode, get our gnarly sweat all over yeah. all the bad stuff, and the bad stuff's like, oh, no, that's so gross. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the sweat of justice, so it melts away <laughs> bad shit. You know what I'm saying? I hope so. <laughs> I wish my hand sweat could be melt away bad stuff. That'd me, be great. I, me too. I think oh. sweat of justice is also maybe a name we could use for this episode. <laughs> Sweat of justice. <laughs> uh, sweat of justice. We do the sweat of justice here on this podcast because what we talk about are pro wrestling matches and MMA fights. Uh, and today's actually going to be a little different from our usual on both counts because on LB has some fucking fighting words for pro wrestling. And I actually have a grappling match. So not a uh, MMA fight necessarily, but a grappling match. LB, do you want to you wanna bring that fire to pro wrestling right yeah, now? Yeah, so... One of the big, like, big, big, big pro wrestling feuds of 2020, I'd say. Yes. Wait, Jordan, which chief? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think that's me. <laughs> okay. The, the bimbo. I will. Sorry. I. You know what? I was being a little loud there. I got a little excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back in my seat and I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to your fighting words, LB. Okay. Well, one of the big feuds in wrestling of 2020 uh, has been me versus pro wrestling. I'm going to fucking fight with wrestling. It's official. I decided this morning, like, I'm not going to fuck around anymore. I'm not going to pretend I'm not in a fight with wrestling. Wrestling and I are in a fight. I'm not enjoying wrestling. I haven't enjoyed wrestling in months. It's been very hard to, like, like anything. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to talk about that. Please do. That's what I'm talking about Please fucking do. Hell yes. Hell yes. This is a safe space for us. And, like, uh, if uh, you don't want to hear all this, you can skip ahead to just, you know, keep skipping forward until you hear us talking about grappling. But if you do want to hear this, buckle your seatbelts. It's thread time. I'm becoming that guy on Twitter. Let's do it. It's motherfucking thread time. I'm so annoyed. Like, wrestling in the United States did not ever shut down for coronavirus. Ever. At no point did it stop. And... AEW announced today that they are uh, starting to sell tickets for audience shows again in Florida. Yeah, God. And it's an outdoor space, which is better. But like Florida. Yeah, Jordan, Florida. Jordan, do you want to pull up uh, the, the latest death stats for Florida for coronavirus? 
Thank you. Yeah, so they're going to be uh, in uh, in Tampa. They're going to start, or sorry, not Tampa, Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, they're going to start uh, doing these audience shows again that are going to be social distanced, whatever. But like, they just started doing social distanced wrestling shows in Japan, and people still don't think that's the best idea. Yeah. And that's Japan where they've been doing a much better job of handling shit. Like, yeah, like they're not even like they're they're tentatively starting to like plan events again that are social distance in South Korea, like in a few months. Yeah. Yep. And they've like that's a country that's actually handled this well. Right. And yeah, I, I keep seeing people being like, wow, I'm surprised no one's gotten COVID from any of these shows yet. It's like because they've indie because indie wrestling companies have been running in states where there's no um, nobody stopping them, basically. Yeah. And you're like, I can't believe it. nobody's gotten COVID there. It's like, how do you know? God. <laughs> yeah, 4,100 new cases in Florida yesterday. This seems like a terrible idea to me. Yeah. 10,000 plus total deaths. Like, I get that 589,000 total cases. This is very bad. This is bad. You should not be running wrestling. They, I don't think they should be running wrestling shows at all. Even with no audiences, as I've like alluded to a few times, that's not the content I want to even see right now. I can't enjoy it. It stresses me out too much. My, uh, you know, my friendly acquaintance, Trent in AEW did a thing where, you know, his mom drove him to the ring and it was so cute. And I'm just like, Sue isn't, Sue Marashulo's not wearing a mask and I'm worried about her. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. I want to ask you. I I do want to ask you. Yes. Ask me. So I have recently gotten very into the WNBA. This is a thing yes. that surprised me a little bit because I never really watched team sports. I watched them enough, you know, just very, very casually. Like I enjoy, it, this is just a thing about me. I enjoy watching people do physical things of all stripes, like cool physical things that are happening. I will always be down for it. I'll always be interested, but I didn't really get into team sports until like this year watching the WNBA, uh, mainly because they're so politically radical and it's awesome. And like yeah. really, really impressive how dedicated they are to social justice and having, you know, for example, Breonna Taylor's name on every single jersey on having 26 seconds of silence for her, for working with her family to honor her in like literally every game for speaking out about it um, and for so being cool. just so incredible. And like the New York Liberty staff are all wearing Black Trans Lives Matter T-shirts like during games and, and like just really, really cool shit. So I was like, okay, this is a sports league I can feel at least kind of good about um, because of this. Uh, and, and so I started watching and really got into it and really enjoy it. Now what they are doing, and I just want to ask, would something like this help? They are in a bubble. Like every single team is in her own bubble, basically, uh, or their own bubble. And like not interacting with any other human beings. Like they're all right. quarantined basically and being tested all the time and could not come into the bubble without being tested. Is something like that, now not that I'm saying that would be easy for the AEW to do, but would something like that help, do you think? That would definitely help any wrestling thing. But again, what does the WNBA have that wrestling doesn't have? A, a, some kind of budget, I'm assuming? A player's association. Yes, union, <laughs> a union, you're right. Holy shit. So like, I was going to say, it's like, well, it's not the budget of the NBA, but yes, they do. And they're very strong and they're very incredible and they're very, very outspoken and lovely. So yes. Yeah. So like my partner works in the motion picture industry, right? Yes. And like he hasn't, he's gonna, probably going to go back to work at some point next month. Sure. Sure. And like the amount of work and effort to try and figure out like, what productions are going to do, what kind of safeguards they're going to take has been huge. Partially, like, the, do, is it because the producers are such good people and they care so much about the <laughs> well-being of their people who work for them? No, the producers are the worst people. They're terrible people. Like, it's because if somebody gets sick or if a bunch of people get sick, everybody in those productions, are, they're all parts of unions. Yes. And those unions can back them up and help yes. them and, you know, take action against the productions that, you know, didn't take care to keep people safe. Yes. And in the, and because of that, in the long run, it's a, it's just a better idea 
to make sure productions are going to be safe before you start doing them. Yes. Because that way you can have more productions in the future and the producers will still end up making more money. Yes. Yes. Wrestling that doesn't have that. There's no accountability. They can do whatever they want. Wrestling, like wrestling promoters, wrestlers are basically at the mercy of their promoters. Right. I guess because they're technically independent contractors, they can say, no, I'm not going to come and I'm not going to come get my paycheck. But like if something bad happens to them, they have really no recourse. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like so the the COVID thing has been one of many things that's been going on this year in wrestling. Yeah. The other one has been this, you know, the speaking out movement, which was kind of the pro wrestling's Me Too. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, that has people who have been, you know, who've been accused and called out are kind of like starting to rehabilitate themselves. Uh, there's a couple of people who are in WWE who got publicly accused of stuff who like are getting, you know, uh, there's SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver are this weekend and like they're getting pushed and have big spots or have big like uh placements in the card and have storylines and stuff and it's just like uh, it's like what it was yeah there's just no yeah yeah super frustrating yeah it's just yeah it's just depressing and frustrating and like wwe's been having their like they've had their trainees in the uh in the audience of shows that's been the like fake audience they've been you know making up the audience and they've had like uh what's it called um you know gla- like the kind of hockey glass oh sure separating sure. them from the yeah. but it's just like these are people who work who are under contract with wwe who work for them and like what are you gonna i guess yeah they could say no i'm not gonna come be an audience member this would be a fake audience fake real audience member at this show right. but right. I don't know. yeah yeah it's just oh it's just such a bad vibe it's such a bad it's i don't understand how anyone can be enjoying it right now yeah and yeah, there's so just like hard. and wwe is making a ton of money like they they their last you know uh shareholder meeting they announced a huge like their profits are way up and i don't think we need that like i don't want to be seeing this they could just be fucking streaming right they could w like or in aew they, they're doing this like really cute uh D thing yeah where they're you having know? aew people just play D D remotely like that's adorable that's like that's what i want to see i want to see that stuff i don't want to see people taking incredibly unnecessary risks in the state of florida no i agree it's it's so hard it, it's yeah, the same it just with makes UFC. it so hard for me to, yeah yeah yeah. I mean, yeah. God, and you like UFC, at least they're not trying to start having audiences at their shows yet, are they? No, 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 not at all. That's good. I mean, yet <laughs> like I I I laugh in misery here saying like I don't I don't know uh how long they're going to keep doing it yeah. with social distance. Like they to their credit, they have done some things well with with testing and with distancing people and and with their procedures, but not everything, and again, they haven't been doing much to support fighters who are traveling to to get to these fights. Like, you know, what happens after the fight if you get sick? Like, what's what, right. what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to support people? And yeah, it's. I mean, I remember months stuff ago. Has been better, but it, not necessarily post-fight stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember months ago seeing. Uh, so there's this guy Adam Cole who's in NXT and WWE. Uh, and he, his girlfriend is a wrestler in AEW and they posted like a cute little video of them in their, you know, nice little Florida suburb, like going to get ice cream from an ice cream truck. Like nobody's wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just raw dog in these ice, touching this <laughs> ice cream. And it's like, okay, here's two people, right? Yeah. It's just two people who are each going to separate wrestling companies, each touching a bunch of other people. It's like nobody's Everything taking this fucking contact. seriously. Everything is yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, oh God, it's stressing me out so bad. Just think about. And so I wanted to write, I will hopefully get this up by the end of the week or sure. by the, so as in maybe it'll be up by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. About 
how wrestling is like such a failure as a form of escapism just because like <laughs> yeah yeah you can't it it's just even more than stuff stuff like film and video games and music and regular i mean i guess it's, it's it's a lot like regular sports and that just like the actual method of production you're seeing it as it happens yeah so every risk and every fucked up choice they make is like front and center yeah so you can't like pretend it's not there because i mean sports i don't know should sports be happy like right i i think if you can relatively safely quarantine and have a yeah that i i mean the thing is it's still in florida like yeah, the WNBA is in Bradenton, Florida. I don't know where the NBA is. I believe they also have a bubble uh, where, you know, you can't go into the bubble until you've been tested, uh, uh, perhaps multiple times. Uh, yeah, hopefully like, multiple times. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Because I, as I understand it, it's still possible to get a false negative or a false positive. Yeah, testing is because, I mean, it's the what the like there's they haven't figured out how long the shit can be in your body before it starts showing up on tests. It's like, it depends on the person, depends on like your metabolism and how it. There's still a lot of questions. Like I've been tested a few times already uh, this year um, before I've done anything where I go and see another person that isn't my partner that I'm with. Like I have gotten tested. (laughs) Your core core buddy. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, But it's, yeah, there's still a lot of unknowns. What scares me as a medical person is how many unknowns there still are about right. this weird fucking virus and how long antibodies last for, how long antibodies stay in your body, how long that they could be viable, how long they should be viable. Like, there just feels like, I know there we know a lot more, certainly, than we did in April, um, but it, it still feels like there's still a lot of questions about also the severity of, of, of who gets a mild case versus who gets a severe case. Like it, it does feel like there are a lot of unknowns still with that. And I just don't feel comfortable until we know a lot more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I do know what you mean. I absolutely know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, they had to cancel a new Japan show. Uh, Cause they'd stopped doing new Japan shut down for months and months and months. Um, and they were, you know, making, they've been, it seems better at least about social distancing as much as they can yeah. at shows. And they have started doing audience shows again, but they're not just social distance. They have these like weird rules about cheering. Like you're not allowed to cheer <laughs> because it op- you, you, you have to just clap with your mouth closed okay. and a mask on. Okay. Okay. I feel like your mask probably keeps, but you know what? I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. Look, Hey, it's a precaution. <laughs> it's a precaution. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, but yeah, they, they did that on roller coasters too. Well, Jordan was saying apparently that's on roller. You can't scream on roller coasters right now. That's so <laughs> fucking stupid. Just don't have roller coasters. Yeah. Like yeah. What if we just don't have roller coasters? Yep. I I just. What if we don't have? Oh, so they did this in Japan on roller coasters. What yeah. if yeah. we just stop doing all this stuff yeah. and just wait? Yeah, I mean, yes, that's that's the real. Do we need theme thing. parks? Are theme parks a necessity? I I mean, I I don't. <laughs> not until it's safe. Uh, like I guess I'm also I don't like theme parks. I'm not like, you know, I'm not that kind of Southern Californian, you know. No, that's okay. I mean, I I just don't want. My biggest thing that I'm scared of, frankly, for people like my family, uh, is travel and traveling in it. Like, if you could do something in a car, that seems okay. And you can go to a park or something. Like, I went camping this weekend um, in a private car, you know, <laughs> and in a tent and all that kind of stuff. Like, that seems okay. But if you need to get on a plane or a train or something like that, that feels like there's so many variables that inevitably will come up for you. And there's um, people, yeah. And I know wrestling has people flying. Yeah. And that's fucking wild. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that's where I'm at. That's me. That's my thing right now. I'm just bummed out. I'm depressed. I'm mad at wrestling. I'm in a fight with wrestling. Until wrestling, like, I don't know, starts not doing this, which is never going to happen. We're in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Or until I, like, am so inspired by a wrestling thing I see that I can learn to love it again. Or, or, I don't know. Or there's a vaccine We're in a fight. And, and it's less of an issue. And then, yeah, like, or there's, you but know, like, the thing is, 
I'm not gonna like forget about this. This is oh, of wrestling's still on my shit list. Yeah. And this, and you know, be. there's no vaccine for sexual assault. I wish there was. Right. God, that would be fucking great. Right? There should be. There should be. You know what? There fucking should be. Science? Science. What are you doing? Yep. Please get, get it together. On that. Please get on that, because that would be cool. I think that would be very cool. <sighs> <sighs> I know it's so, yeah. frustrating. It's frustrating, but and I there support is, your fight. And I will scream with my mouth uh, behind a mask for you. You know what I mean? Like you. I'll be here. I'll be I'll be cheering you on socially in a socially distant fashion. I will I will be cheering you. There's been one thing in wrestling lately that's been making me happy, and I do want to bring light to this positive thing. Yes, which is the Kota Ibushi advice column. Uh, on the New Japan website. Oh, wow. Okay. Can you give me a little gem? Sure. You remember Kota Ibushi, right? From the uh, very first episode. Yes. Uh, I think I gave you some tidbits about him as a person. But, uh, okay. So here's, somebody says, I'm scared of dying someday. It's something I catch myself thinking about and it always spooks me. You're always talking about living to be 150. How can I overcome my fear? Kote Ibushi says, every now and then I think about what'll happen to me when I die. The key thing is, though, it's going to happen to everyone. None of us can avoid it. How you accept that fact is the key point. I think it's important to accept it could be tomorrow or it could be in a hundred years. And all you can do is live the life you have to the best of your ability and have fun. Okay. I really, okay, blah, blah, blah. Then someone asks him, what about living to 150? I think I could hit 200, actually. There's wow. really unlimited potential in human beings. I mean, a lot of people die in their 80s, but these days 100 isn't all that out of the ordinary. 120 is just about the record, right? I think taking all of that into an account, I live with the intention of making it to 150. Wow. <laughs> I'm delighted by the fact that this man thinks he can live to be 200, 150 years old. Wow. Wow. I told you about his, I, I, I told you about his, uh, or no, I talked about that on the stream. His like, his life hack to get an extra hour. Oh my God. What? Okay. Uh, Kose Ibushi every night goes to bed one hour later than he had the night before and then wakes up one hour later. What the fuck? So he just shifts his schedule forward an hour every day, which does mean sometimes he is nocturnal. Okay. And this way... He believes that this has given him a 25-hour day. <laughs> you know, good for him. <laughs> good for it. Good for him. I I don't I don't know that it works that way, but I'm really happy that he thinks it does, and I'm really happy that he's found something that works for him. Um uh it's- He's Tanahashi's tag team partner right now. Okay. And he revealed Do they have issues that, because he's awake at weird times? Well, he revealed this in a in, in a conversation they were having together, which again, this was like uh, when they weren't doing shows, they were doing these weird like interview things and non-wrestling content. This is what I want. This yes. is what the people want right now. Yes. They don't want to see weird, no, you know, no audience or low audience risky wrestling. They want to know about Kote Ibushi's 25 hour day. Yes. I uh, yeah. like but what an inspiration. Tana- you know, Tanahashi was like, uh, "So wait, doesn't that get kind of inconvenient sometimes? Like when we're to- we're like when we're on tour?" And he goes, "Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yep. <laughs> does. Yeah." And Tanahashi's just sitting there like awestruck. Like I can't believe this is a real person <laughs> who believes this. I mean, like. This is a real question. Does he does he actually do this and believe in this, or does he is this I, a bit? Is this I a think bit? He do, this is not a bit. He's, it's not a bit. He, no, I do not believe this is a bit. This is real. He also has said stuff like that. He doesn't tr- like the famous thing. That, like the, the the big meme. Uh, the the thing that became a big meme about him was that he doesn't trust books <laughs> because the authors make you used to, like. He doesn't trust the power that the author has over you, that they're okay. able to make you imagine so many things. So okay. he doesn't read because of that. 
What an except interesting for the fellow. Dragon Ball manga. Oh my god, that's his one exception. <laughs> Yeah. Well, manga he doesn't like because he can't hear the voices, okay. but Dragon Ball he knows so well that he's able to supply the voices himself in his own head. Jordan says he's the platonic ideal of himbo. That's he is. Beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is. He That's absolutely really is. I'm so and pleased. I, I know it may sound hypocritical of me to talk about how upset I am with all the risks that wrestling is taking and then celebrate Kota Ibushi, a man who's very famous for doing stuff like setting off fireworks in his own mouth, falling on his neck repeatedly, uh, taking a lot of stupid risks, just, you know, getting drunk and doing flips, uh, stuff like that. Um, I feel like there's a, with wrestling, you really want to be looking at a harm reduction model. Okay. Okay. Because there's not going to be, there's no harm free version of wrestling. And wrestlers know that going into it. And I think fans know that going into it. Um, So all we can really do is try to preserve the stupidness of wrestling. Yes. In a way that's as harm-free as possible. Yes. And that's what I want. So, yes, while Kota Ibushi setting off fireworks in his own mouth is probably not a very smart idea and it's probably kind of dangerous because those are fireworks and that is the soft, delicate uh, tissue of the human insides. A lot of epithelial uh, tissue in there. It's pretty pretty soft yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, very, and, very, you uh, know. Just so everybody knows, it is wet. It is definitely wet. Yeah. There's no question. <laughs> There's actually no like, question what? whatsoever. <laughs> I was thinking, what? And then I remembered. <laughs> Nikki. Yeah, sorry. This is a weird Nikki bit that also Nikki also a wonderful human being that I don't know sometimes if he's doing a bit. Sometimes I just don't know. I don't know if it's a bit. It's good. Nikki. But it's very good. It's extremely yeah. good. It's a bit also. The amount of joy though that you get out of fireworks inside mouth. Yes. Like it's up to like it's debatable about, you know, is it worth it? I think it might be worth it. Would I put it in my own mouth? No. But if Kota Ibushi, who under I think believe understands fireworks, yeah. yeah, I think he may have a limited understanding of the human body, but he has sure. one. He's a very sure. physically intelligent person. Sure. Yes. So I will. I think it's okay for him to make that choice. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I don't to think do there's any joy to be gained out of not being as safe as possible when it comes to a global pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That that isn't as fun to me as like uh, bleeding all over a dirty, you know, VFW hall. Well, there's a very, very big and significant difference here uh, in terms of putting yourself in possible harm's way versus putting other people in possible harm's way. You know what I mean? Like there's a, that's a very distinctive difference. No one else can get hurt by the fireworks in the mouth, if you are yeah. alone and nobody else, you know, walks in the room, say, for example. Like, nobody else is going to get hurt by that. That's that's no. you. You're taking on the full risk. You're not putting somebody else in potential risk. So that that feels like a or pretty so, clear yeah. cut thing. Like, yeah, you're not... It, if you're at a wrestling, you know, some weird wrestling thing, Kote Bushi sets off some fireworks in his mouth, your grandma's friend yep. isn't a few weeks later, going to suddenly have fireworks going off in her own mouth. Exactly. Exactly. That's the difference to me. So that's yeah. why I feel comfortable celebrating this great man with his freckles and his genius brain and not comfortable celebrating less delightful, stupid decisions. The other good thing about wrestling that's also a New Japan thing is uh, the Hobonichi New Japan collaboration, which I'm really excited about because I'm a big fan of planners. But again, like, I'm really grasping at straws here. I think we need to, like, once again, I'm going to ask wrestling, let's just chill out and do some non-wrestling content. They're not going to listen to me. They don't care. Let's move on. (laughs) You want to move on to grappling? To grappling? Yeah, because I actually have some questions about this very cool video that you sent me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you. And I support you in your fight. And thank you for letting me just complain Please. for 30 minutes. No, that's what this that's what we're here for. We're here to be real and not to be fake. 
This is what happens when you put two podcasters who like combat sports and combat sports entertainment in a room and start getting real. I don't remember the rest of <laughs> the real world intro. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, only 90s kids. All right. So who was the Puck of Fanbite? Oh, God. I don't Who's know. Puck? Puck was like a very, like, Puck was the most accurately named person in the world. I think he was like a bike messenger in the London season of the real world from like, like 1994 mm. or five or something. I was a kid and thought he was such a roguish rebel daredevil. Uh, if I watched it now, I'd probably be like, wow, this guy needs to chill. Uh, but anyway, Puck, Puck was a, you know what? Did he look like Spike or did I just put that in my brain? Did, did Puck look like Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Let's take a no, look. No, I've Googled him and he does not look Puck any he did not look anything like Spike from the... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. You're absolutely right. Why did I think 1994, it was San Francisco. Sorry. I think he was English. That's why I thought perhaps he was. Maybe he's not English. I sorry. I this is these are memories that are well over 20 years old, like close to 30 years old at this point. So there's a, uh, yeah. Although at the in the 2008 Real World Awards Bash, Pedro and Puck received a nomination for Best Fight, and Ooh. he was also nominated in the Roommate You Love to Hate and Gone Baby Gone categories. Incredible. All right. Uh, I don't know who the Puck is. We'll think about that. We will think about that as we talk about grappling. So, LB, I've been, I've been almost, you know, I, I keep, I kept saying it throughout the time where I was like, okay, someday I'm just gonna give you a grappling match. Like, I'm gonna show you my sport, my weird, bizarre sport, which is human chess, aka bad sex with clothes on, aka submission grappling, aka somebody plays top and somebody plays bottom, and that's funny to me. Uh, that is the sport that I do. Uh, there's no punching and there's no kicking. There is, however, a lot of takedowns. Uh, excuse me. There are a lot of takedowns uh, and there are a lot of submissions, mostly chokes and joint locks. So you can break the shit out of people's bones and choke them out. So it's still a pretty rough sport, uh, still a, a full contact uh, sport. And this match uh, was basically a very exciting one uh, because it's Elizabeth Clay, who I believe is still a brown belt, actually, uh, and Maggie Grindotti, who is a black belt. Uh, it was at Who's Number One on uh, the very end of July, actually, July 31st, 2020. Uh, and it was kind of a super fight uh, at this grappling competition. So the thing about grappling is there's only five belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's white, blue, I'm blue right now, purple, brown, and black. So there's not a ton of ranks. So you stay at a rank for a very, 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 very long time. It's also not like karate or anything where you just get promoted. Uh, if you're not good and you don't win, and you don't improve and you don't have body sense and things like that, you'll never be promoted. It's like a really, really um, kind of a real life application type of sport. Uh, and you will probably get hurt doing it at some points. You will probably uh, want to quit at some points. It's a really ridiculously difficult sport to learn because you have to learn a lot of disciplines from all sorts of stuff. Uh, so the top not the top, sorry, the standing game uh, sort of involves wrestling and judo and basically any any legal moves you can use to get somebody to the ground, you can use. Um, you can also choke people on while you're standing. So if somebody gets your neck and starts choking you, you can do that uh, in this sport. Uh, and then it involves a lot of ground fighting, which is mostly Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But again, there's still some wrestling techniques you can use on the ground. Uh, so it's kind of a mishmash sport. Submission grappling just means all of these different things. So it is technically a mixed martial art, even though when we say mixed martial arts or MMA, we usually mean the full uh, punching and kicking sport as well. So Elizabeth Clay comes out. She looks like a badass. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, sorry, Maggie Grindotti comes out. She looks like a badass who is a lot smaller. They fight. They do a lot of hand fighting. There is a lot, there is a guard pull from Elizabeth Clay. Uh, who I expected actually maybe to wrestle a little bit more, but no, she pulls guard. Uh, eventually they do a lot of grip fighting, a lot of hand fighting. Eventually uh, Elizabeth gets to the position she wants, pulls Maggie into her guard and executes a go-go plata choke, which is basically uh, choking somebody with your shin bone and the other leg. Got it's, it. It's fucking awesome. I am not good at these yet, but I want to be. I'm kind of working on these. Uh, so it's a, it's a fun match, I think, a pretty action-packed match. I did give you a slightly condensed version because I don't want to overwhelm you with minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes of grip fighting. 
because that's not always the most exciting thing to see if you don't train this kind of shit and you're not like, oh my God, she got the arm. You know what I mean? So I wanted right. you to see the like, you know, I wanted you to feel the excitement and tension of the match without necessarily, you know, having to sit there for minutes and minutes and minutes of grip fighting because that's not always the most exciting thing uh, to look at. So I've, I've set it up quite a bit here. I wanted to know your thoughts uh, at looking at a submission grappling match. So my first thought, Yes. This is kind of my big overriding thought for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Is she sit? She sit. Yep. She sit. She sit. Mm-hmm. She sit. Yep. She sit for much <laughs> of this. She mostly sit. Yeah. She sit very much a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not a guard puller. In fact, I occasionally have been known to make fun of some people who do guard pulling like my partner. However, it is a legitimate technique and tactic. So one of the main things to keep in mind with uh, submission grappling, there's a few concepts I want to go over here, just super briefly. And one of the most incredibly important things to understand here is your guard. The idea of your guard. That means your legs are either completely around or blocking your opponent. Your legs are way stronger than your arms or most people's arms. Most people's arms even. This is why smaller people can genuinely, actually legitimately defeat way bigger and stronger people in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because your legs are really fucking strong. And if you learn how to use them really well and kind of weaponize your legs, you can do crazy shit uh, to somebody who's much bigger and stronger than you. So when you sit, you are basically saying, here are my legs. You ain't getting past these, these are weapons. That is like what you're doing. And so here in this match, Elizabeth Clay does some really incredible guard playing. Uh, She sits, she establishes grips. Now you have to establish grips. You can't just sit. You can't like handshake and then sit your ass down. You need to establish (laughs) grips first. So they touch first. And so she's like, all right, I got my grips. I'm putting my ass down, come and get me, basically. A top player, and again, I know, top and bottom, Funny, funny, funny shit. I say it all the time and I laugh and I giggle because I'm four years old. Anyway, it is funny. Because you're a four-year-old who knows what a top and a bottom I, Yeah, is. I just realized. <laughs> you're a very sophisticated four-year-old. I'm a very sophisticated and very immature person. Well-informed four-year-old. Really well-informed. You know, I knew about the world. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just a juvenile idiot, basically. But it is funny. No, I know. I'm just that. being a dipshit. Sorry. Oh, yo, you're good. You're good. When you are the top player in jiu-jitsu, if you're not going to do stand-up, you know, wrestling and judo kind of stuff, uh, because that's a real good way to establish position, right? Uh, If somebody sits, that means you're playing top and you need to get past those legs. Your life depends on getting past those legs, either mitigating them in some fashion or just entirely getting around them, getting past them. Uh, So that's called passing the guard. The guard player does not want you to pass the guard. The guard player wants to use those legs to either choke the shit out of you or trip you up or, you know, put you in a bad place, basically. So jujitsu is entirely a game of position. Uh, and then it's a game of submission. There's this whole saying about position before submission. It means you don't go for something until you have the right position to do it properly, because otherwise somebody's going to wiggle right out and it's, you know, maybe put you on your ass, basically. So yeah, she sit because she wants to use her legs. If somebody sits, does it matter if they also fits? Uh, Jordan asked. And and you know what? They kind of do have to fit. I think there is a fit issue. Uh, they do have to fit uh, into this paradigm uh, because there are things you can't do as well. There are some rules. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> Please. New question. Yeah. I sent you a screenshot. Okay, yeah. Uh, what's happening here? Okay, I believe what's happening here is Elizabeth Clay has Maggie Grindotti in what's called rubber guard. Rubber guard is something I'm just starting to work with. So you see how her left leg is pulled across Maggie's shoulder there? Uh, Yes. You mean the left leg is the big, there's the one in the front that is very visible. Yes, it's the big, big one in the front. I suspect Elizabeth (laughs) Clay is much bigger and stronger than Maggie Grindotti. This match was at 155. Elizabeth Clay is a muscular girl. Like she's she's yeah. pretty pretty pretty. But she muscular. looks kind of short. She's the short. She's short, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's yeah. Like so a little, she's a little more muscle. She's got some beef. Yeah, she's got a little little bit of beef there. Uh, so that's her. the beefy leg right there. Yeah, absolutely good for her because she's she's using it well. Um, she is holding that leg with her two hands there. You see that? She's flexible. Oh yeah. 
And they mentioned she used to do uh, gymnastics on commentary. Yeah, I completely yeah. believe it. She moves so, so listener, well. Listener, what, what I'm looking at here yeah. is I've got girl one just like on her like back on her shoulders. Yep. Leg, oh, she's definitely one, balanced on her shoulders right here. Yeah. Balance on shoulders. Girl two, like she's kind of hugging against her with mm-hmm. one leg and arms and she's holding the leg and then other leg is like way in the other direction. Yep, she's and it's very cool yeah. and very scary. Oh yeah. This I've been in these positions a lot because my partner is a guard player and does okay. terrifying things with their guard. Uh, so I'm in this position half of the, not half, but a lot of the time I'm in. Just in your life. Like I'll, I'll hit you up on Slack and you're going to be in, you're just there. Honest to God, like, it, I, might I might actually be because that's like what happens. I train like not every single day, but most days I, I train with my partner. Um, just Vicky's so yeah. leg on your neck. Oh, absolutely. Hey. <laughs> or worse, like having, we've talked about triangles before. My partner is very, very good at triangles as well. So I am in a lot of triangles. A triangle, like a traditional triangle looks like this, only there's one arm kind of isolated and both of the bottom person's thighs are around that neck. And like you're using one arm pulled across your carotid on one side and then you're crushing both sides with your thighs. It's incredible. It's like the most powerful thing in the world. Oh, I love triangles. Just, just having a moment thinking about triangles. Anyway, go go Gladys. Also incredibly cool. Again, something I just want to learn how to do. So that is the thing she wins with. Yes, go-go plata. I believe it is. Now, so here it obviously is. this is like a flow grappling event. They don't have the number of camera angles of like a UFC fight or, you know, something like that. They probably have like two or three cameras. So it's not like you always see everything all the time. It's um, cool though. But it, it I, I believe she, she defeats her with a go-go plata here. Uh, and oh, it's just, it's beautiful. It's really well executed. Now, again, there's several minutes of grip fighting and a lot of that is genuinely patience and positioning and knowing like the perfect time to strike. Like, so is that when they're just like sitting and grabbing each other? Yes, exactly. Okay. That's well, why I cut some of that out because it, it just looks fun. like sitting and grabbing each other. It's very funny to watch. Yeah, it's, Not understanding what's happening. There's like something very funny. I, li- but it's like, it's entertaining. I like it. Good, good, um, good. It's yeah. interesting to the, like, Again, so I'm used to seeing this kind of grappling stuff in the context of pro wrestling a lot. And then now I'm getting more used to seeing it in the context of MMA. So there are these places where I'm expecting to see strikes, right? Absolutely. Yes. And And like they don't come. Like this would not be a good position for Elizabeth Clay to be in, in an MMA. Well, well, once she gets here, she's fine. But like in normal guard, you know, she has her in a regular guard. uh, Sorry, a normal kind of closed guard for a while. She could just be getting elbows and... Exactly. forearms and stuff which exactly. would not be fun which is why playing the bottom position in in jiu-jitsu is just as valid as playing a top position whereas in mma you want the top position uh most of the time uh because punches are a thing <laughs> punches and elbows are legal in mma whereas in jiu-jitsu they're not uh so bottom is a Full guard, full closed guard is considered a neutral position for both people. But if you are with a good guard player, I don't think that's neutral at all. I think that guard player can do horrific things to you. So, yeah, uh, basically, yeah. yeah. There is like a chess-like um, sort of uh, progression of positions. And there is like a chess-like hierarchy of like, this is this and this is a counter to this and all that kind of shit. But thinking of jujitsu in that way makes me want to go to sleep. Uh, so I don't think of jujitsu like that at all. I think of it as like a live firefight where you are just trying to get a good position on the other person. And then uh, hopefully you see openings and opportunities to uh, either score if you do points tournaments or submit if you do submission only. Well, even in a points tournament, a submission wins immediately. So uh, I'm always looking for that. I prefer sub only way above points. I think points are boring as shit. And uh, <laughs> there's a reason I don't go to a like pretty normal jujitsu academy. And I instead go to an MMA school where I focus on grappling because I have a lot more fun with that kind of style. I find it more creative and more dynamic. Um, and I just enjoy that. I, I enjoy the unpredictability of that and, and how weirdly this could go in any kind of given direction. Uh, there's like a really wonderful moment in this match and in most uh, matches that end in a submission where 
it's almost like as natural as like a waterfall or something. Like you're fighting, 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 and then you see it. And then you see it happen. And then it happens. Like with a submission. There's like almost like, it's almost like gravity. Like it feels like a force of nature has occurred when somebody either made a mistake or somebody else just had you know, perfect timing and executing something and that submission is in, it's in, it's in, and we're gone. Uh, that I also love about it. I mean, I don't love it when I'm the person being submitted, but uh, in general, that's like an unbelievably satisfying feeling in jiu This looks really fun. Yeah, it's- This is the first time I've watched something and been like, this looks fun, I would want to do this. Honest to God, <laughs> I say this and like, it sounds like a joke, but I'm genuinely not joking. I think- that grappling is the most fun thing you can do with your body with clothes on. Like I truly genuinely believe that. <laughs> like like it, it reminds it looks like like when I would roughhouse as a kid. Yeah. It's a lot like that. With with <laughs> like, rule, with rules. But like with rules like, yeah, and like really yeah. good at it. With rules and a really really high degree of skill that you put into it. And many years of training to get to like I've been training for three and a half years uh at this point. Um I wouldn't say every day. I mean, sometimes I go every day. Obviously, right now, gyms are closed, but I'm training with my partner often. Not every day, probably about five days a week. Um, Probably training on average four to five days a week, you know, for two hours a day. Um, I've been going three and a half years, and I am only... I'm a a blue belt. Like, I got my blue belt in July of last year. It's going to be a while (laughs) before I get to the next one. Uh, It takes, like, 12 years to 15 years to get a black belt if you're ever going to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu it's again it's like really not like karate or other martial arts that have a belt system uh, where there's like you know a strip mall kind of place and you go enough as a kid and you get whatever like belt like there are white belts that could that could wipe me like a, a piece of toilet paper and i've been going every day for three and a half years like there's a real there's an amount of skill and an amount of training that's involved in this that can be exhausting if you ever think about it in terms of it's like some total. But if you think about it in terms of like, okay, you know what? This tiny little bit of progress got me this much closer to the picture I'm looking at right now. This tiny little increment of progress. I got a good position the other day. I figured out how to do this the other day that I genuinely think is the most satisfying thing on the face of this earth. I mean, as somebody who <laughs> did, who, you know, as a kid went to one of those strip mall dojos, like mm. there was nothing satisfying oh, I did about too. getting belts. I did too. Like, there was nothing not satisfying about it. it. Yeah. No, it, it, I, I, you I know just got not. it for showing up, right? Usually yeah, it just, most like, schools uh, like that. Yeah. 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 I was bad at it. It's fine. But like, if I had, if, if I had ever actually accomplished anything, <laughs> I, like, I think there were a couple of times where I, like, I worked really hard and I really wanted to do something and then I accomplished it. And I was like, wow, sure. that's so much more satisfying than like the belt. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would much rather be able to do this sit, sit and wrestle thing. It's so cool. I love she sit. I love her sitting. It's incredible. Like guard pullers, again, I have made fun of them in the past, but I shouldn't because it's a very valid and very useful strategy. And if I did this, I would be that because I want to sit. I mean fun. that's that's completely fine. It's it's still hard on the bottom. Oh, I'll, I'm sure I'll, it is. It's still like you got to be super strong and fast, but like it, it it's absolutely like the things that guard players can do with their legs. Like I'm telling you, like it defies physics sometimes. I like, wonder the if there's like a do. grappling school for giants that I can go to. Oh my god! Of so course. I'm not like stuck with all these like accidentally killing all these small people. No, no, no. I honestly like I every school I've been to. I've been either very small or like one of the smallest people. Like th- most people who do jujitsu are. Oh no, there's there's just no most people. <laughs> like it's, have it's really everybody's than type. me. We're, What's we're that? back to the small hands. Everyone's gonna have bigger hands than me. No, I won't. <laughs> yeah, but <sighs> if if I feel COVID like big hands away. are probably an advantage in this, right? For the grabby, small hands, big hands are an advantage. Um. So here's where. So you can where do better grab. That that is possible. That is absolutely possible. However, everything is also a target in jujitsu. So if you have Even something hands? that's big, that's also a target. Yeah, wrist locks are real. <laughs> you have a big ass hand. It's easier to wrist lock. Is it? Yeah. More. There's more to grab. There's more surface area to grab and wrist lock. So our little paws are an advantage. In in this for way, wrist locks. Yeah. In this way, at least. So here's another thing. I will one day show you a gi match 
Gi and no Gi Jiu-Jitsu are radically different. I know how stupid that sounds. It no, sounds, it, so, it doesn't sound stupid, stupid at all. It sounds it makes perfect sense because Gi you can grab. Yes, exactly. You can grab the Gi and you can't grab these little rash guards, whatever right. the fuck they're wearing. Right. Your grips here are on a muscle or on a joint. or Yeah, on that's the back a totally different vibe. <laughs> it's like it's radically different. No Gi I prefer by a factor of like 10 billion. I am not good at Gi. I don't love it. However, I have ha- my only gold medal was in Gi. But still, uh, I think that's more. I really think that's more who showed up that day than it was. Shorto. Oh, did you see that gnocchi. shit? Gnocchi. I want gnocchi. I love gnocchi. It's delicious. Uh, mm, R.I.P. Me eating gnocchi. You know. Um. Sorry. I uh. Gi. I want to learn to like the gi. I think I've just gone to MMA schools that have really de-emphasized gi. Uh, jiu-jitsu and really uh, even though I train in a gi often or, or did we were doing a lot of no gi stuff in a gi which basically means everything you would just do normally uh, but mm-hmm. not really focusing much on grips but yeah is it easier to do like cool flips on like flip people over with oh that's gi, judo then you grab that's it. judo oh that's judo okay yeah 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 uh, so you can't you can do that do in no gi you can you can uh, it I guess I'm just, I just acrobatic. mostly just know judo oh not- judo judo is incredible judo scares the shit out of me but it's honestly also incredible like it's it's it seems like magic to me and i don't understand it as well as wrestling but i truly love it there is i do have a couple of judo throws that i could use and i can nail in competition fairly reliably that's how i got that gold medal basically Mm -hmm. um but really only a couple like i'm kind of a one-trick pony when it comes to judo uh, but I want to learn, and one of the brown belts at my school is, like, a judo guy. Like, he's an incredible, incredible judo guy. So, I, you know, when things settle down, I would like to learn more from him. Uh, but, yeah, so the cool thing about gi that I like to tell people about gi, even though I don't like it very much uh, because I don't like those grips that much, I have a very bad wrist. It's why I stopped boxing and started doing grappling full-time uh, as my combat sport. I have what's called Madelung's deformity in my wrist, which means the bones uh, grew fucked up, and that means I have severe tendon damage from boxing on that severely fucked up bone structure. Um, so I'm scared of those grips, and I, I'm way weaker on one side because of it. But a cool thing, and this is legitimately really fucking cool, you can choke the shit out of somebody with their jacket in gi. Like, there are See, so many chokes. Cool. There are so many chokes jacket that are choke. gi only because you can grip things like that. You can control somebody like that. Uh, the black belt that I've I've trained with uh, several times that I, I go to a class with her, you know, in normal times, uh, she's the world champion. She's the four-time world champion black belt. Talks about it like being like a puppet master. When you're truly like a master of the gi, you control the other person's body. Like that's how much control you have over them. Cause you can grip things, you can hold things, you can move their limbs for them basically. Uh, So one day I want to get to that level cause that is the fucking coolest thing. Uh, But right now I really prefer no gi cause it's so much faster and it hurts less. (laughs) That makes sense on your little wrist. Yeah, my wrist sucks. It makes me mad, but it's all right. Hey, I can still grapple, so it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you're still awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I'm glad you liked this match. Like, I know it's um, sport jujitsu, so it does look a little different from MMA, of course. No, I liked it a lot. Okay, good, good. I I might bring a couple more uh, in the future, just uh, especially some grapplers that I really like, uh, that I really think are exciting and awesome. Uh, and of course, yes, I, you know, you know me, I, I do really like uh, watching the the women and non-binary folks uh, doing jujitsu better than everybody else. Uh, but there are certainly uh, uh, men grapplers that I think are fucking awesome as well. So, uh, yeah, this this is a cool one. I enjoyed it. And I thought in the back of my head, this could be a cool one. Like, this is a pretty, you know, pretty fun looking match, pretty action packed. Minus, you know, they think it's fine to cut out a little bit of the hand fighting in there. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I got to see she sit. She sit. She sit. She said it's my favorite part. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> she said. Yeah, guard, guard is it. great. Guard is great. Like, it, there's no question. Okay, but guard to guard. me is officially called she said. Yes, 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 yes. I uh, I think that's totally <laughs> fine. Guard equals she said. <laughs> it's really good. So wait, in terms of top and bottom positioning, is it just like whoever is on the top is like who who is who? Yeah. In this. In this like, is it just physically, right like, here? whoever's on top? Yeah, it's usually that. Although there are some weird exceptions, and there are absolutely some weird pretzel things that I still truly could not tell you, like, who's so top So you can top from the bottom. 
I mean, that's what guard is. <laughs> like that's what that's what Elizabeth Clay does here, and she fucking power tops from the bottom. Like, I feel like Go Go Plata is the ultimate top from the bottom move. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like looking at this right here, that this is what that says to me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy I got to pull that one out. <laughs> yeah, I I am too. Actually, that might be a good name for this episode. I don't know. Topping from the bottom. <laughs> go go plata. Topping from the bottom. Go go plata. <laughs> oh gosh. The choice well, of power bottoms everywhere. Cheering <laughs> me like... up with this sitting power bottoming thing. Oh fuck yeah. It's really good. I mean I you know I'm a top player in jujitsu. I I I like smashy smashing people and smashy passing people and squishing their legs into their face and going for crazy mounted triangles and things like that. But I am learning. I am learning uh, the bottom game and I am enjoying the bottom game because it's also fucking great. And also people don't always expect the coolest shit to come out of it. So yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. Topping from the bottom. I'm learning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll stop. I'm going to be like, Jordan, just clip this part and put it in out of context. <laughs> just put it in out of context. On social media, everyone Danielle will lose episode. her job. Like, <laughs> just put it on Twitter. It's fine. It's fine. Listen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, see, you think you're immature. I won't judge. <laughs> you think you're immature, Danielle. Just you wait. Just you Until wait. you meet you me. Which you have. Since yeah. we have a podcast together. David, oh, it's beautiful. I'm really cheered up though. This like really did did ease my mood. Oh, I'm so glad. She sit. She sit and I heal. Yeah, she sit. I heal. Wait, there's gotta be something else there. She sit, I heal, she heal hook. Yeah, we did it! (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. I love it. We did it, Reddit. (laughs) Uh uh, sorry, that's also a jujitsu joke. It, heel hook is like a really gnarly submission from usually from bottom. So, <clears throat> I mean, we've got heel hooks in uh, in in pro wrestling also. So, oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Ankle locks, heel hooks, etc. All that good shit. I'm only allowed that to do good. ankle locks and knee bars at this point, but I'll I'll get further. You know, one thing. Sorry, this is the last thing I'll say about jujitsu, but it is actually the, a very cool thing, and it's like a funny video game thing. But you actually do kind of level up. In terms of like, okay, so you're a white belt, you can do these submissions legally. You're a blue belt, you can now do five more. It's like you unlocked five more submissions to do legally in competition. So I got very excited when I leveled up last year and could then do more things in competitions. And then, you know, at purple, you can do even more. And like, it's like, oh, these things that were, you know, you could train them, you could learn them, but you can't do them in competition or you get, you know, you get thrown out basically because it's illegal. Yeah, you have to unlock it. You have to unlock it. So... I always thought that was, like, very cute. I remember actually sort of, like, uh, explaining it to Merritt that way once, and, and I was, like, delighted with myself for, for saying, like, I leveled up, ha-ha! And, yep, that's all you need to know about me. I get that excited about jujitsu. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you, LB, so much uh, for being here with me today, for, for watching some jujitsu with me. I'm beyond excited to share this passion with you. I love MMA, but I love jujitsu even more. Um, so, you know, I'll be excited to show, you know, a few more of these, obviously not all the time. I, I'm not going to overstay my jujitsu welcome by any means, but a few more of these, you know, sprinkled in perhaps with the, uh, uh, MMA fights. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, Hopefully. thank you for again, cheering me up, Always. giving me the she sit. Always. Uh, I'm ready to move on with my day. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Let's, let's yeah. read our outro. Let's read our outro. Let's do it. Thank you, everybody, so very much uh, for listening. We hope you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Uh, thank you, as always, to Jordan Mallory for producing and giving us some good jokes, and giving us some good context, because we really do appreciate that. Making me crave gnocchi, though, not cool. Oh, yeah, same. Like, where the it's fuck am I supposed to get that now? It's lunchtime right now, so we gotta, we gotta eat soon. Gotta eat some gnocchi. Uh, whether you eat gnocchi or not, 
please do rate and review our podcast because it helps us so much. And please tell your friends and share our good stuff. Uh, we have a small organic uh, podcast network that relies on word of mouth. It relies on that kind of organic growth. And we super, super appreciate it if you do share our stuff. Uh, please do listen to all of our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media and Fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E. On Instagram at Fanbyte on TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course, on Fanbyte.com. You can watch all of our good streams on twitch.tv slash Fanbyte. And of course, of course, you should also read and check out all of our wrestling coverage at Fanbyte.com slash wrestling. LB, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at HunkTears. You can read, as Danielle said, all of our wrestling coverage at Fanbyte.com slash wrestling. Uh, Colette Arendt has a great new piece up about the AEW women's division. Ooh. Hopefully I'll have my thing about wrestling and escapism up by uh, the time you are hearing this. We've got the schedule for wrestling this weekend. We'll also be up with recommended weird shows in Japan for you to check out. Um, yeah. Cool. cool. That sounds excellent. Thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, if anybody wants to follow me, I am at Danielle R.I. on Twitter. And, uh, you want to do a she sit noise uh, to end off today, perhaps? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Poof. I just sat down. Garble. I just stood up and sat down. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> Bye. Bye.